there's something special too about just putting uh, a date out there and saying, hey, like we're launching here and we're just going to go for it. We're working towards it. We're not changing it. Um, it just, it adds a, you know, it's, it's kind of like that idea where if you give yourself a deadline, you hit it, but if you don't give yourself a deadline, you can kind of keep working on it and you always want to make it just a little bit better. Um, by having a deadline, it got us to make a, you know, kind of that MVP and, uh, we were able to, to fix a lot faster too. Like we're, because we launched when we did, you know, we're six months uh, ahead of our, where we would have been had we just kind of waited until, you know, it was absolutely perfect. Hey, I'm Cody Bernard, and you're listening to Getting to Market, a show that gives you an inside look into what it takes to successfully launch a new product. In each episode, we'll chat with go-to-market leaders about how they go to market, covering the tools, tactics, and tricks that they use so you can take your own product launches to the next level. My guest today is Matthew Kobach, Director of Marketing at Fast. Today's episode is brought to you by the ProductLaunchMasterclass.com. This is the product launch course for product marketers that need help transforming their launches into their CEO's favorite marketing weapon. It was created by my former colleague, Dan Murphy. Dan ran product marketing at Drift and is now running brand and product marketing at Privy. Over 150 product marketers have taken the course and learned Dan's proven launch framework. You can check out their reviews of the course at theproductlaunchmasterclass.com. Now the course normally costs $99, but because you're a listener of Getting to Market, you can get it today for only $59. All you have to do is use a promo code getting to market, all one word, all caps. Again, that code is getting to market, all one word, all caps. Visit the productlaunchmasterclass.com right now to get this course. So with that, let's get into today's interview. I'm here with Matthew Kobach, Director of Marketing at Fast. Matt, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. I'm super excited for this conversation. I was just telling you before we hit record, I can't tell you how many times I've seen Fast come up on my Twitter feed over the last few months. Um, You guys have this entire concept of building in public, and I can say that you have actually knocked it out of the park and making sure that everybody is kind of in line with what you guys are doing. So kudos there. Thank you. Appreciate it. Can you tell us a little bit more about your role at Fast and then just a general overview of the company? Yeah, why don't I, I'll start with the company first. So fast, uh, the best way to explain what fast does is if you've ever bought anything on Amazon, it's very frictionless. And they've made it, they've created an ecosystem where you can literally just hit one button and you can purchase something. And so what uh, Dom and you know, our co-founder Allison wanted to build was that same thing, but for the rest of the internet. So it's a little bit of leveling the playing field in terms of, you know, we believe that a lot of people use services like Amazon because they're so frictionless. And so if you can bring that to other websites, we think it helps small, medium-sized businesses and uh, even large enterprise businesses as well that are trying to compete with Amazon. So, uh, and further, it's a broken system. You shouldn't have to enter in your credit card, your address, anything like that. And uh, long-term, The idea too is to get rid of passwords completely, to get rid of logins completely, to never have to enter in the same information twice. Um, You know, it's we're kind of stuck entering in information over and over and over again, and there has to be a better solution. And that's what FAST is working on. And it's a really uh, beautiful, elegant, simple solution. Uh, I shouldn't say simple, it's a simple solution if you're using it, <laughs> quite complex on the back end. But um, you know, my, my job is to sell the simplicity of it. And, uh, and then, so what I do is I head up our content marketing. 
And that involves anything from writing a tweet, uh, overseeing long form uh, content, videos, ads, um, and, and you know we're still young and scrappy and you know growing, and so there's a lot of overlap for a lot of what uh, many people on the team do. So any day I could be working on a customer service thing, I could be trying to you know source uh, a creator for an ad, or I might be writing a few tweets. That's awesome. And I think, how long has the company been around? I mean, I've seen, obviously you guys launched a few months ago, but how long was it before that? I believe it's been around for a little over a year total, but we really launched our flagship product in early September. So it's all, you know, it's, it's less than two months old in terms of, uh, you know, public kind of seeing it and using it and being able to uh, interact with us. Yeah, I did see your CEO tweeted out that you guys just got uh, your first few merchants live on the product um, and obviously reducing that to a point where you guys can automate that entire process. So that must be super exciting, starting to see some of these metrics come through around the ROI and just the value that the product offers. Yeah, absolutely. We, we started with doing custom integration, or I should say kind of like white glove integration, where we want to make sure that the button looks good. So what we do is we install this one click checkout on your website. And what we want to do is make sure that there are no hiccups, that it's an easy process, that it's not a heavy lift for the consumer, uh, or I should say for the, uh, for the merchant. Um, but what happens is as we grow, we're just not gonna be able to deal with everyone. So what we need to do is make a more automated system for companies that wanna onboard that we can't necessarily take the time to install. It's, it's a very simple, beautiful, elegant process. Again, it kind of goes with uh, our button itself. And uh, it's exciting to see that aspect of the company grow and become you know, self-sufficient. Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool to see. Just, I mean, I saw just the chart itself talking about the checkout process prior to installing fast and just overall, just like the level of, of conversion that you can get when you actually have a tool like that. When you were bringing this to market prior to, you know, go live date in, in September, what did that process look like? How long did that last? And, and what was like your strategy behind that whole thing? So we wanted to build some buzz. We wanted to build some excitement. And so 30 days out, we started promoting it. Uh, we did it primarily through organic social media. We're lucky that we had some interesting tweets that uh, and social posts that people shared, interacted with. So like we were able to, to generate some buzz that way. We also did paid advertising. Um, I don't want anyone who's listening to this to think that we don't see the value in paid social media ads. And what we did is we really kind of... Um, we, we hyped it up in a way that we weren't really super explicit about what to expect. You know, people were launching, so we wanted to have a little mystery there. Um, it was enough that people knew kind of what we were about, but they didn't know exactly everything that fast checkout was going to be. And so that kind of that mystery bit seemed to really uh, entice people to register and sign up. And, and we had thousands and thousands of people that tested it out that day. Um, so it, it was a great stress test too, for us too. Like we were able to find a lot of bugs very quickly. We were able to see what, um, you know, certain countries, regions, it was working better or worse. Uh, and it was really a great way to get people excited about this product and to, uh, you know, kind of like we were talking about earlier, like build in public and fix in public and um, tackle all these issues head on. I can see that as being like a huge value add to testing your go-to-market strategy prior to even going live. Because then you have like a month or two or whatever just to make any sort of like updates or changes so that you can make sure that when you do bring this to market, you're seeing the most success possible. 
Yeah, it's, th there's something special too about just putting uh, a date out there and saying, hey, like we're launching here and we're just going to go for it. We're working towards it. We're not changing it. Um, it just, it adds a, you know, it's, it's kind of like that idea where if you give yourself a deadline, you hit it, but if you don't give yourself a deadline, you can kind of keep working on it and you always want to make it just a little bit better. Um, by having a deadline, it got us to make a, you know, kind of that MVP and, uh, we were able to, to fix a lot faster too. Like we're, because we launched when we did, you know, we're six months uh, ahead of our, where we would have been had we just kind of waited until, you know, it was absolutely perfect. Yeah. Now I'm going to ask a very novice type of question here. When you guys were building up the initial list to get people involved in fast early on, is that the same thing as stealth mode or was that more of like a formal alpha or beta program? What is, what was the definition or what was the reason behind that? Yeah, we, I mean, we really, it was just that we needed to launch with some people and we needed to make sure that it worked well enough. So what we did is we worked with uh, maybe a dozen or so merchants to test the product just ourselves internally. Um, and we actually did put it out in the wild and too, but we didn't really tell anyone that it was in the wild. And um, uh, for us, that was just the sales team reaching out and, you know, get talking to people who wanted to install it and were eager to be a partner and were, uh, were you know, willing to kind of go through a potential growing pain, which I, I don't believe there were any of that kind of first week that we had that beta. Um, but yeah, it was about finding the right partners that want to try something different and really want to um, have a solution that puts their customers first. Yeah, that's that was pretty cool to see. I just remember just like all the buzz around it. I would have assumed that if you guys did have some sort of early sign up or early access program, you wouldn't have had a lack of people to to onboard to the product. No, and, and we're actually doing the same thing right now. So the we integrated with Big Commerce at our launch, and so um, we're doing a similar thing with WooCommerce. They're, they're on the roadmap, and so right now we're taking beta requests from merchants that are eager to install fast checkout and you know it's a simple form and we get you know plenty of plenty of uh stores that wanted you know test it out with us so when you had that initial group that was that was testing it and even like after go live uh with with the people who who have been using it how did that process work uh did, were you looking for any sort of social proof that you could leverage in the launch was it more of just like we just want to make these people as happy as possible and then we can, you know, use their metrics to showcase the value of fast. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I don't know what the criteria was for the companies that we picked. Um, to be frank, I wasn't part of that process. I was just told here are the companies that we're launching with. Uh, if I had to uh, venture a guess, I'm assuming we were aiming more towards consumer facing products. So something, you know, some brands that, um, you know, someone like me or you might want to purchase. Is the goal to work your way up to a point where you're servicing the Lululemons of the world and, and all of those major brands? Our goal is to be on every single website that exists. That's, that's, that's the goal. The goal is for literally everyone who uses the internet to use fast. I love that. My girlfriend actually just started a, uh, an e-commerce store herself based on just a, a really cool passion project she took on and she built a Shopify store. And I, I know that I mentioned fast to her as a way to try to increase conversion. So hopefully down the line, she can get in her, on her site too and start driving more and more orders. The thing that I like about fast is we have the data to support this, but it very quickly passes the gut check. This like, yeah, when you make it easier for people to buy stuff, they're going to buy more stuff. When you make it easier for people to not abandon their cart, they're not going to abandon their cart. So it just seems like it, it's just such a no brainer to us that it, it's such a, uh, 
you know, important tool for online sellers to, to use. Right. When you were actually bringing this to market for the first time, were there any goals that you set in place for yourselves? Like we want to have X amount of customers live, or we want to see X amount of uplift in, 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 in conversion or, or purchases. Yeah. So the problem with the second goal, I shouldn't say the problem with the second goal that takes some time. So, you know, you have to see what it is month over month. Um, our goal at launch was about volume. So can we get a certain amount of uh, sellers based on how much they sell annually um, signed up? So, you know, for us, it's uh, yes, we want stores, but, you know, one big store can also be the equivalent of five smaller stores. So for us, it's about total sales. Got it. What would you think was the biggest challenge with bringing fast to market? If you had to venture a guess. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's just, it's a new technology. It's a, you know, you've got to convince people that yes, let me get into your website. Let me add this, uh, this button here. I, I you know, let's, we're going to promise you it's not going to mess anything up. Uh, it's, it's really just about building trust. And then also too, you know, like someone's website's their baby, it's their child, it's, it's an extension of their business. And we're adding something to it. And so we've got to make sure that we're doing it in a way that doesn't feel, uh, you know, it doesn't ruin the aesthetic of their, of their website uh, in a way that feels like it's additive in, in, a, in a great way. So it's really just that like trust that like, hey, if you install this, it's going to look good, it's going to work well, and it's going to increase your sales. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And I think like ultimately, if you can have that, people are going to follow suit and you're going to start seeing just adoption th through the roof and just obviously more activations of your product. It's very much a, a network effect too with Fast because the beauty of Fast is you use it once and it's, you know, it's great. It, wor it works flawlessly. You have to enter in your information and stuff. And then you use it a second time on the same website and it's seamless. You literally one click and you've ordered it. Um, and that's very beautiful. And then the third time, if you use it on a different site, like that's where it all kind of starts having this uh, flywheel effect. And so that's what we're really excited about and can't wait until, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of stores have it installed and you can just, you know, you entered in your information a year ago and you're still just clicking and buying. So you do that for the first time. So I, if I went to the store, if I went to, let's lose, let's use Lululemon as the example, and I filled out my information for the first time. If I go to another e-commerce site and purchase something, it just follows me and I'm good to go no matter what. I yep. don't have to do mm -hmm. anymore. Yep, exactly. You, the first time, so you, the button looks the same for everyone, whether you've used it or not. And if it's the first time you've ever clicked on the button, it just takes the minimum information that it needs. And then it's uh, now saved on that device. And so if you go to, you know, you'll say Lululemon, so you go to uh, uh, Nike next, and they've got the button. Uh, what happens is you just click buy and then a screen pops up and it's got all the information. And so you can confirm that, oh yeah, okay, good. My address, you know, you didn't move, it's got the right credit card. And it gives you five minutes until you can, um, to, to change it, to edit it or cancel it. You know, so either you change your mind and you wanna stop or you need to, you know, edit your, your uh, address or something, you can do that. If it looks good, you can do one or two things. You can hit, there's a second button you can hit to confirm it, uh, or you just leave it alone and it'll order on its own. So I'm thinking now it's, it makes a ton of sense and it seems like you have two different growth levers, right? You have obviously the word of mouth for the merchants that are putting this on their site and they're making more money because of it. But also as an end user for me, if I'm buying something, I don't want to have to fill out that information. So I'm going to go to Nike if I have to fill out 15 fields and say, why don't you, why don't you have one click checkout? One of the, so that, and that's exactly what we're kind of thinking about with our advertising. So our paid is really, 
hitting those store owners, hitting those merchants, making them realize that like, this puts your customer first, it's gonna get you more money, you're gonna have more loyal customers. Uh, and the second, uh, the organic side of it is we want the people like me and you who are buying it to demand it from stores. And we're seeing that on Twitter already, we get tagged daily on, hey, store X, Y, at X, Y, Z, please install fast checkout. I just checked out and I hated this. Um, so we're really trying to create an organic presence that is an army of fast advocates to put pressure on stores to install it. Yeah, that's that's quite the viral loop. I think that's going to be, that, that's in my assumption would probably be your biggest growth lever. <laughs> I hope so. That's a, I'm, 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 I'm committed to it. And that's kind of what, uh, you know, where our whole organic presence is based on that one goal. Like if we don't do that, then I don't know that we've succeeded. So what do the next few months look like for you guys at Fast? What's the plan on promotion? What's the plan on product development? Where are you guys going? So it's growth, 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 growth. And the biggest thing for us right now, so uh, depending on when you're listening to this, we're at the end of October. So we're coming up on the holiday season. So for us, what we want to do is make sure that as many merchants install Fast Checkout on their website before the holidays. And what we want to do is we really want to stress the importance of someone, um, you know, maybe a, a store that hasn't done so well because of the pandemic the past few months, uh, that this is the time to kind of make up that difference, Q4, the holiday season, and the best, or not the best way, but one great way to make sure that uh, you've got your uh, best plan and, and you, you positioned yourself most for success is to install a fast checkout, make it as easy as possible for people to buy stuff from your website. So for the next few months, we're going to hit that, or, you know, for the holiday season, we're going to hit that message over and over. And we're going to do it both organically and paid. And we're going to try to get as many stores possible to sign up or to install fast checkout. Um, and then longer term from that, it's uh, to do that too. It's to work with other stores like uh, WooCommerce and, and get fast checkout on, on all their stores. And then to, um, to also get non-e-commerce stores to install, we have a, a sister product called Fast Login that eliminates logins, eliminates passwords, and to get that installed on as many websites as possible. Oh, that's really cool. I haven't heard of that product yet. So that's going to be similar to a password manager, except none of the, the heavy lifting of trying to click and, and add in your password every single time you log into whatever you're using. Yep. And it's, it's the same idea. So if you have, um, uh, you know, if you see a button on, you know, again, the Lululemon thing, let's say you do that. Uh, you've clicked in, you've given it your information, you've created a password and all that stuff. Uh, let's say you want to go check your 401k and your 401k now has fast login. You just click that button and you're in. That's really interesting. So you have one-click checkout, one-click login. Are there any other extensions that you guys are seeing, any use cases that are popping up? The uh, So our roadmap is really anytime you have to fill out a form, can we eliminate the need to fill out that form? And I should say anytime you have to fill out a form that's redundant. Right. So if you have to fill out new information, obviously there's nothing we can do about that. But if you have to fill out information that you've filled out anywhere on the internet before, we want to make that process so much smoother, so much more efficient. Um, so that's really our goal. So you can, you know, we, we kind of let people connect the dots of where that might be. Um, you know, uh, some kind of off the top of my head, you know, job interview, or I should say job applications and not necessarily just applying for any job, but there's certainly an element of when you're job hunting of repeating the same information over and over and over again. And there should be an automated process for just the basic information. Obviously you wanna write a you know cover letter that is specific to the company or um, something that is thoughtful, but you know, you're, 
your name and address and email and work history and all that stuff like that should just automatically pop in. You shouldn't have to write that in over and over and over. Um, college applications are similar. Um, you know, you, you can see uh, uh, buying uh, concert tickets, sporting events tickets, um, really, you know, travel, uh, uh, medical stuff, like really anywhere where you're asked to repeat repeatedly earn information like we want to be a part of that to make it a lot easier for you right okay no that makes sense and i think like i mean that's always going to happen every single time that you have more and more users using your product they're going to tell you different ways of how they go about using it so one of my i guess last questions that i'll leave you with is what would be one piece of advice for somebody i mean this is different than i've had this is a different interview than i've had for anybody else that's been on this podcast where this is a new company this is a new not only product but a new company what would be your number one piece of advice for somebody who's starting a new company about their go-to-market strategy? The, uh, the, the thing that we've done that's given us so much tailwind is this building in public element. And it just kind of, you know, I don't even know if it was deliberate. I think it's just, it was kind of a, a very much of a personality trait of the founders. And I think they kind of hired for that too, whether it was intentional or not. Um, so I very, I'm very transparent about our marketing strategy. I often tweet about it. Dom's transparent about his hiring, um, about where we're at, about certain metrics. And doing this is twofold. One, it attracts, I should say it's really threefold. One, it attracts advocates. You get people that are rooting for you. Two, you get, um, uh, uh, it attracts employees. People now want to work for you because they know about your company. They know the way you think. They know what you're building and they're excited about it. Uh, and then three, uh, it helps you kind of like correct in real time. So you're putting out stuff, you're getting feedback almost instantly. And so you get a much better idea of what people want and what people are responding to. Yeah, that's, that's good advice. Well, Matt, thank you for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. I know I've learned a ton about an industry and even just bringing a new company to market that I was not even aware of in the past. So thank you again. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Getting to Market. If you like today's show, hit the subscribe button and tune in every Thursday to hear from more marketing pros on how they run their product launches. I'll see you on the next episode.